Hello and welcome back to another Lost in Possession podcast. Three mates, three different teams, three very different opinions. Now for this week, we are talking about the shocks of the season with Bayern and PSG winning their league. Then we're actually going to have to probably swallow our tongue a bit and admit about the relegation battle still being on and Burnley maybe not down and out like we thought. And finally, we've got the big European games. City, Liverpool, West Ham, Leicester, all playing at home this week. How will they do? We'll give our predictions for that and discuss the games. Now, Jordan, do you want to start us off with the big shocks? Bayern. What a weekend, eh? Mental. PSG winning their 10th league iron title. Uh, Bayern, I believe, securing their 10th league title in a row as well. So, yeah, a, a weekend full of surprises. Um, I'm sure there was some wild parties in, in Paris. Um, I mean, I don't know where to start on this. I think we, we've mentioned the German league many times. It, it's becoming a bit of a, you know, everyone refers to it as a farmer's league. Um, that might be an insult to farmers, potentially. Um, I mean, <laughs> 10 leagues in a row for Bayern. Every season, it seems that no one can even, you know, hold a candle to them. It, I just think the league's becoming ridiculous. And and you look at, you know, we look at Dortmund Leipzig every year. They make a few good signings. They show, you know, some promise, promising youngsters. But it just ends the same way. Bayern just scooping up all the talent in the league, running away with it. Something's got to give. Um Reese, I know you know more about the, the German kind of transfer policies than me. So to talk us through that. What why is it so one-sided? Uh one-sided for numerous reasons, really. I think I think a lot of it is the structure of German football clubs with part ownership of fans, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Most German clubs have a buy to sell model. Borussia Dortmund, for example, Leipzig, you know, buy them young, buy them cheap, sell them for huge profit. Whereas Bayern Munich, because they're so they generate so much money in their marketing, etc., it's allowed them to become an unstoppable juggernaut. And it's been easy for them to scoop up the talent because the other clubs need that money. And it'd be great to do like an episode on the ins and outs of German football and explain why it is as it is. So it's no real shock that you know Bayern picked up their latest title. I think it's their thirty second or something like that, which is good, bearing in mind they didn't become a big club till, I think, the late 60s, 70s. So, yeah, it's just every club seems to have a business model. And unfortunately for them, that means they're always going to lose out to Bayern, and that's where things need to change. Granted, Bayern didn't win the league as easy as they probably thought they would. You know, I believe there's only nine points in it this year and some doubts over Nagelsmann himself. But... They did it. No club come close. And let's be honest, we didn't see any of them getting close. We honestly did not believe that Dortmund were ever going to close that gap or Leipzig. At no point in the season was there even a remote kind of no, sweat for Bayern. Been... Sorry, go on. No. Even when they chucked it away in a couple of games, didn't look like it was going to matter. No, with even like Dortmund, though, there was sort of, you had that, there were six points behind at one point, or I think it was like down to three. And then they got their injury, like Haaland being injured. I think that was a big blow for them. They probably still wouldn't have kept up with Bayern because of just 
how dominant Bayern are in the league. They will lose random games, but they're going to win 90 plus percent of them. It's a bit of a problem for the rest of the league. Now, some of the teams aren't obviously bad. You've obviously got Leipzig still in Europa in the semi-final, which we'll come to later, but it's just you've got to it's got to be a bit more of a competition one like one year and I don't see it changing for a while when players are just being sold to Bayern manager they took the manager and one of their players like what can what can anyone do in that league like it's a shame it's a league that needs investment as in like wealthy owners coming in but it's not going to happen I will be fair, Bayern Munich, you know, there are doubts over Nagelsmann. As good as a coach he is, you know, he lost some pretty pathetic games, even with a battering or two. And yeah. Dortmund taken Nicolas Sully from them, which Dortmund can't defend, and I'm sure that he will make them defend. So that's a huge addition. And if they get Eddie Emian from Salzburg to replace Haaland, again, that's another good addition. So Bayern, next season could be the time where Bayern Munich eventually slip. Um, but it's going to take a hell of an effort. I think that's quite a big call for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll get some good I odds on not, that. I mean, <laughs> I would not be backing against them. But no, it's a shame. I, I do think it's a shame because there's so much talent and and so, so many good teams in that league, but just not enough great teams. You know, Leipzig, Dortmund. You know, Frankfurt are up and coming. You've got Leverkusen who can who can do the business. You know, Gladbach and on some years. Have done well. You've got Freiburg, who have had a fairly good season. Um, but the reality is, you've probably got to look at the German league and say, you know, having both Frankfurt um, and Leipzig in the Europa League semis is is a good year for for German football, which really probably pretty much tells you, you know, where the league's at. Obviously, that helps when Bayern have well not got through, not got through to the semis when yeah. they got quite an easy draw, really. Yeah, that's a sackable offence for me, you know, in my opinion. But that's maybe a debate for another day. Uh, moving swiftly on to the, the even bigger surprise, um, PSG. Again, the term Farmers League is thrown around a lot. Where, where do you guys stand on PSG? Well, they've got their title back. They didn't win it last year. Yeah. It's, not, it's not quite 10 in a row like Bayern, but... The way they've sort of gone about business, I know you, I'm a City fan, you're a Chelsea fan, we spend money. <laughs> but when they've gone and bought players like the Neymars, obviously they got Mbappe, that was for a hell of a lot of money, even though that was sort yeah. of behind the scenes a hell of a lot of money. Then Messi, he's going to be on tons of money. Like, the league wasn't going to compete, really. There's, there's not many clubs there that are going to financially They've got history with sort of like the likes of Marseille who have had quite a good season for them. But it was always going to be turning over. But with that, they're still looking to sack Poch. So you're saying about sort of Bayern's manager, PSG's manager is pretty much going to be going. It looks like it could be very soon. He's actually going to be sacked where he'll also get a nice payout for being sacked. What a tough life. It's not a bad job being sacked as a football man. <laughs> But then, but you've also got to look that I think that league has a better chance to be more competitive than, say, the German league. 
because of the rumours that you can see with the owners of PSG who look like they might be taking a bit of a back step after the Qatar World Cup. Now, that could be just speculation, but I feel like with him, if Mbappe goes, they're going to be really annoyed. And then they're going to, I think, they've not won the Champions League, which is what they want. It's starting to throw their toys out the pram. And then it could be a bit a more competitive league. It might be down in quality for, because PSG are obviously a quality side if you just look at the players. But yeah, I think that's sort of the way it's going, which could be good for French football in just a competitive nature. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've stuck up for the French league, as you know, um, and been much more critical of the German league. You know, if you look at, I think if all if you take all the champions in Germany, other than Bayern, add up what they've won as league titles, Bayern Munich have still won more. Whereas if you look at France, you know, that record of ten titles lasted a long time with Saint Etienne. You know, you've got Saint Etienne with ten, PSG with ten, Marseille with about eight, I think, Bordeaux with about six, Monaco with six. Stade de Rem, I think they're about five or six. You've got you've got Nice, I think the one, one or two. It's a very competitive league and they're proving it. Even though there's the odd upset, they've had more upsets than what the German league has had. If the Qatari thing is true and they scale back their investment, it'll make the league more interesting, but it'll, of course, make issues with PSG. Players will not want to join them. And, of course, they'll have to find out how to ship out these players and nobody's actually going to pay, you know, those wages. So... In a way, it's sort of a problem they've made themselves. I would say that even though they won by 16 points, they hardly, they laboured to a draw against the 10-man Lens team. Or Lon, how you pronounce it, sorry. And it was, it was just, just unconvincing. And I think the shine on Pochettino is well and truly dim now. I think he's going to struggle to get the job that he's harboured for. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, my, my stance on PSG, you know, has not really changed for the last few years. I've said it a few times on the group chat, but I think they are one of the biggest embarrassing, embarrassments in, in world football. Um, put, put simply, you've got a team who, I mean, even yesterday, you know, Reese just mentioned it, but they're at home. They need to win to win the league or, or you know, they, they want to put a show in front of their fans to, to wrap up the title. They're 1-0 up against 10-man Lons, who are not a big team in France, and they still draw the game. They, you've got Messi on the pitch. You've got Neymar on the pitch. They're 1-0 up at home to win the league, and they draw to 10 men. It's just that, that you know, that's an isolated incident, but my stance on PSG is very clear. Their owners have been in around 10 years. In that time, they've spent 1.4 billion euros 1.4 billion euros. Let that sink in. And they've got, what have they got to show for it? A bottle after bottle after bottle. And what they'll be most remembered for, realistically, outside of France, is, is being bottle jobs. The Barcelona one, I mean, I don't even have to say that. that that's probably one of the biggest um, bottles of all time in the Champions League, I'd say. You know, oh, yeah, the way they've gone out every single year to not, I think they've only been to one final. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. 1.4 billion pounds uh, euros to get to one Champions League final. It is absolutely absurd. 
maybe their fans will be happy. Maybe their fans will be happy because they get to buy a Messi shirt and watch Messi play and, and maybe score what? Three, three league. Yeah, like, this is the thing. This they're is not the thing. happy. They're not happy. They're booing. <laughs> 200 million pound Neymar, they're booing. Messi, the greatest that? player of all time. They're booing it's him. The, it's the way they've gone out of the tournament as well. Every single yeah. time. It's not been, oh, we've been unlucky by a goal. It's they've been poor. They've been yeah. so, so, so poor. You know, it's the Real Madrid defeat, the Barcelona defeat in 2017. They've been catastrophic failures. You yeah. know, it's not like some teams, they're just unlucky. They have been awful. And that would upset a lot of people. But does that come down to the league? Like, they aren't having any, they don't, aren't having as many competitive games as, say, the Premier League is. Yeah, it well, is, I think that is. Or, think or that even is. even in Spain, you see the bigger games. Like, I know you, we say Bayern have it, but they still have the game against Dortmund, and that's still competitive. It well, normally ends in a Dortmund, uh, in a Bayern win, but it's still a bit competitive, yeah. and that can have a factor. You're coasting. Yeah, you're then a bit shocked when some team steps it up at their normal level, and you've got to raise your game. But then Bayern haven't. Maybe, maybe that's actually demonstrated this season. Because Bayern, you know, have failed again. So maybe that is a factor. Bayern haven't won it for the last few years, I believe. So you could make the, the argument for both leagues that there's not enough competitive games on, on either. And we're starting to see them suffer, both PSG and Bayern, you know, not even making finals these days. So I, I think, that, and Rhys, you touched on Poch. I mean, Poch, he was one of the kind of most well-respected managers linked with every possible job in the world. And I think his stock's declined since joining PSG. Yeah, you know, you, I think he was overrated at the first place. He still won nothing at Spurs. Yeah, but that's Spurs. That's... Given all these jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's not like I still think he was overrated to go and be a, a part of wanting like Real Madrid apparently in through him. I don't know how true that was, but there was rumours at least. Yeah, he didn't deserve all that. So really, I think his stocks probably come to the level he's actually at. Whereas. You're at Spurs. Gonna say it. <laughs> win anything? Yeah. Well, could could we see him return to Tottenham potentially? Yeah, most. Yeah, likely. I've seen the Conte rumours of Conte's offered himself. I think to PSG, or it was, I can't remember if it's PSG. I think it's PSG. Sort yeah. of. That's a very. I don't. I don't actually believe that's true. I think Conte would do that at the end of the season if he was going to do that. Yeah, no, that's fair. But. but um, on on the know. note, <laughs> on the note of embarrassing football clubs, um, let let's move on to the relegation. Uh, so we kind of got a you know it, yes it's early, but we've probably got to kind of all admit we're we, we're a little bit wrong. We we called it early. We said relegation's done and dusted. We basically said Burnley are, are dead and buried, and and we we complained about this sacking of Sean Dyche. I think we're all wrong. Burnley are back in it. Jamie, what's your thoughts? I don't. I'm still not going to say I'm wrong about the Sean Dyche part. I think he still deserved his chance to stay at the end. Of the, sort of, if they if they do stay up, then you have to say they were right to do what they did. If they don't, I still think you can say they were wrong. Not because he would have kept them up, but just because of a bit of loyalty, what he deserved. <clears throat> However, we've got to say we were wrong on that part of their win against Wolves. It wasn't one that I really saw coming. I know Wolves are in a comfortable position and pretty much have nothing to play for anymore. But I still expect 
them to probably beat a Burnley team or at least draw. I think like I thought that game was going to be a nil-nil pretty much. Wolves don't are not the greatest of goal scorers, but they have a great defence and Burnley normally can't score. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had that as a nil-nil myself. But it's like if you're a Burnley fan, you've got to be delighted the way it's just turned around so quickly. To be fair, Everton do have a game in hand, but when you're down in that position, points matter way more than games in hand. Games now, are tough as well. Games are tough, Nick, couple. Well, I think Everton's games, they've got three games that define their season, whether they're up or down. They've got to win a minimum of two of them. And I think they've got Watford away, Brentford and Palace can't remember if they're away or at home, but they're the three games. They've got to win two at least. And even that doesn't, if Burnley get one big win, that could really put them down. I'm, I'm, I think I'm not sure yet on who I think is going to stay up, but that's pretty good. That's what you want to see. You want to see a relegation battle. We've got, the, we've got battles in all, all positions that you'd want. Title, top four, and relegation. Um, Leeds are being slightly dragged back into it. I think they're just about safe. They are playing right now, I think, against Palace. If they win that, it's done and dusted, I think. They're like they're they're actually safe. I don't want to be wrong again, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one out there. I'm quite <laughs> confident that if they do win tonight. I think Leeds have got City next, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so that you know. If they don't, if they don't get a win tonight against Palace, um, and you know they're not going to beat City, let's be honest, that'll be another seven nil. Um, Leeds, Leeds are back in it as well. And again, we'd, we'd, we'd all, I think everyone had it. <laughs> no one was talking about Leeds after that, you know, run under un, under Jesse March. But I think they're right back in it. I really do. And we've gone from a scenario where Burnley are dead and buried to potentially now three way, three three way relegation battle. Uh, I. I'm still going to stick with the original, as you did, Jamie, and say Burnley, I still think will just go down. But, I mean, it's going to be very tight. Reese, who's going down? I'm still going to stick with Burnley. Um, I wasn't as critical of the Sean Dyche second as you two were. Um, and I think, I think I understood why they did it. I think they'll have egg on their face if they don't beat Watford on Saturday. Um that's a big, big game. And if they lose to Watford, it's exactly what Burnley have been doing all season. You know, winning those games, you think they're a, then they lose the games that really they should have actually got the three points from. If they win that, then it's, there is a lot of pressure on Everton. I think Everton didn't disgrace themselves in the Merseyside derby. I think they didn't lose as, I think what was important for them is they don't lose as heavy as what they could have done. So they'll take the 2-0 defeat and go, look, we can prove we can still do this. Then they'll go into Chelsea on Sunday, all guns blazing. Who, let's be honest, they're a very underperforming Chelsea side at this moment in time. So Chelsea might might be in a bit of bother there. And then after that, you know, I believe they've got Leicester away, who pff, Leicester are rubbish anyway. You know, and then they've still got Watford to play. So it's going to be a very interesting one. But I think Everton, I wouldn't say the quality because they've not shown any quality. I think they've just got that little bit more to get them out of it. But I think it's just between Burnley and Everton. I think Leeds are, are going to be just fine. I think just on that on that note, um, just on Everton, I think they did show something yesterday against Liverpool that we've not really seen 
from them all season. And I think that, that for me, yes, obviously they ultimately lost the game. Don't get me wrong. But their away form has been absolutely tragic. One of the worst, um, you know, in, in the last few years. But I do think if Everton can kind of replicate that defensive solidarity they showed yesterday for a lot of the game, I think, as you said, they will just have enough just to make just about survive. Um, I'm not sure about that though. With the the performance yesterday was against Liverpool. If you're playing Liverpool or City, you you can play in that formation. But if Everton go with that same formation, you can't play that against Watford. You can't play that really against Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Everton have to win games. Like the Liverpool one was, like Reece said, you can't, you just can't get battered in that game, which Liverpool can easily do to anyone. Um, obviously, we say Everton perform well. They did only have, I think, a seventeen percent possession, and I think the stat was Allen had made two successful passes in the whole game. Like, I think defensively the shape was right and the system was right. They were definitely unlucky not to get a penalty, but you're talking about at Anfield, who they've not conceded a penalty in 14 months. Yeah, I think Lampard's assessment was spot on. You don't get those at Anfield. Simple yeah. as that. No, you definitely don't. I do think, though, the Everton performance, you can't look into that too much because the teams they're playing aren't going to perform the way Liverpool do. And allow them to counter-attack as much. Yeah, that's a fair point, I think. And then on the, just just finally on Burnley, um, now their, their, their caretaker manager is Michael Jackson. So potentially he could, <laughs> co- he could be causing a bit of a, a thriller. Oh, um, sorry, I had, to, I had to get that in there. <laughs> on, that, on that note... <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, the European ties. Um, obviously, the big highlight of this week, Champions League semis, Europa League semis, and the Conference League, of course. Uh, we'll start with City, resident City fan. You're at home this week, City versus Real Madrid. You're always confident, but how do you see it playing out? This is the game we need to win, I think. I think we have to go and... Even if it's just the one nil, two one, like one goal in it, then I think we'll be all right at the Bernabeu. Obviously, they've turned up at the Bernabeu against PSG from one goal behind, but I do think we're a better defensive side than PSG, and we won't, well, touch wood and all that, it won't fall apart like PSG did. It's all about, I think, how their, how our pressing goes. If we press like we did against. Chelsea at the Stamford Bridge and at the Etihad, I do feel like Real Madrid will struggle. However, in the Champions League games, we don't play the same way we do in the Premier League. And I think that's sort of, you can't in ways as well. Referees give a bit easier, more decisions. Although I saw against Atletico, you can headbutt someone and not get a red card, but that might just be another... (laughs) Like Liverpool, Spanish teams don't get them red cards. Um, I am quietly confident at home. If it was away, I would be sort of just hoping for the draw to go back to the second leg. But I think we've got to win to get through the tie. Reese, any disagreements on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I was saying to Jamie just before 
just before we sort of did this, is that I think I think Real Madrid are a much easier side to play against than Atletico Madrid. Um, Atletico's whole structure is very, very difficult to break down. It's designed to not be broken down. I think Real Madrid will play into the hands of City a little bit here. I'm not saying... I think the first leg will be close, and I think City will come out of it, and I think they'll probably quite strongly beat Madrid at the Bernabeu, I think. But I think I think City are going to be more confident. I, I, I don't think they're, they're anywhere near good enough to beat Man City. Yeah, and I, I'd agree. I think all, really Pep, Pep's preparation for this game should literally just be having the City players watch our two legs against Madrid. And I say that because over the course of those two games, there was enough chances we had, we, there was enough opportunities that City can really exploit on their day. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong, just 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 mark, just stick Rodri on Benzema. You know, that'll, that'll solve half your problems. Um, but we, you know, we in, in the home leg, we gave them too much space in behind our midfield and let them play. And if City can hold tight, you know, for half, don't let them play, I think you'll just about get through, well, not get through, obviously win, win the home tie. Um, but yeah, stopping Benzema is obviously going to be the key. Um, on to the next English game, um, which is obviously Liverpool versus Villarreal. Where do you guys see this one playing out? It, could there be an upset on the cards? Yes, there can be, but I think Villarreal's luck is going to run out here. I think I think Liverpool will win the first leg, and I think I think they won't win it as convincingly as people think. Um, but I think it will it will go. I think I think it will be. I don't know. I think Villarreal are going to give it a go, but I think Liverpool are just going to be too much more power, too too more powerful for them. I think, if that made sense. <laughs> no, I, I fully agree. I was when I looked at the fixture, I thought actually being at home in the second leg for Villarreal will benefit them as long as they don't go and get battered at Anfield. If they can come away with sort of being a 2-1, 1-0 scenario, there's no away goals, so the away goal doesn't matter. I think it gives them a chance. They'll give them some belief. However, I, I see I see them ripping them to shreds. I yeah, I, I don't see it being actually that close. Their away form is horrendous. Liverpool's home form is one of the best in the world. I just see it being a formality where when the first goes in, it's done. In, yeah. in that game anyway, maybe not over the leg yeah. if it's a 1-0, but I don't see it being... Yeah, I, yeah, I was, I was going to agree on that. I, I think for me, the key is Villarreal just stopping that first goal for as long as you can. You know, again, going back to watching tapes, I mean, just just watch Everton's first 45. You know, sit deep, frustrate them, a little bit of time wasting, bit of game management. The longer Villarreal hold them out, obviously the better their chances. But I think you're spot on. As soon as that first goal goes in, crowd starts, you know, livening up. That's when Villarreal are in severe trouble. So if they can frustrate them, you know, they did it against Bayern, to be fair. So, so we can't rule them out. They did it against Bayern. They sat deep. You know, yes, they conceded one, but they they, they held their, their shape well, waited for the counter and took it. So you never know. You never know. Um, on to the Europa League. Again, another home English tie. Um, West Ham versus Frankfurt. Uh, again, probably West Ham's biggest game 
maybe for a decade, I'd, I'd argue. Jamie, how, how do you see this going? Can they get the job done? Absolutely, they can. I, I, um, I'm, I want West Ham to go and do it and win it all, to be perfectly honest. And I think they've got the great draw out of it. You thought, because they're meant to be playing Barcelona, that's what everyone thought. And Frankfurt shocked everyone. And Frankfurt are ninth in the German league. Now we were critical with them at the start. They've gone and knocked out Barca. They've gone and knocked out Barca, who were second slash third in that in La Liga. I feel like both are here for the big occasion. They've both done brilliant to get where they are. I do believe West Ham are the better team, and under more under Moyes, they've been good for now two two years. So I do think they're gonna gonna do it. And I, yeah. yeah, um. I do feel like over the get to the final at least is good enough for West Ham. Yeah, I think on that point as well, you know, Frankfurt, Frankfurt have been good, but obviously ninth place, you know, feels well, ninth place in the German league that we just were talking, you know, bad about. That yeah. doesn't feel great. Um, I think with with the result against Barcelona, I mean, you know, to go to go to Camp Nou, score three goals, beat Barca is just insane. However, since since that loss, um, Barcelona have actually lost at home 1-0 to Cadiz, Spanish minnows, and also yesterday lost 1-0 at home to Rayo Vallecano. So Barcelona have seemingly collapsed after that result. And maybe based on those two results, we're actually giving Frankfurt a little bit too much credit. Um, so I think West Ham will, um, yeah, West Ham, I think, will, will have enough, but they need, they need that win at the, in the home leg. Otherwise, they're up against it in the away leg. Yeah, I think I think Frankfurt they do okay in the Europa League. They've proven it in the past, but they're a poor side. Uh, the Barcelona result side, they're, they're not a good team. You know, they sold their best players in the summer. They don't really have much to show. They'll attack and they'll probably counter attack West Ham, which I think they need to be careful for. But I think West Ham have got a little bit more strength in midfield with Declan Rice, and they've got Lanzini to push forward and Fornals to push forward. I think the momentum's going to be with West Ham. I think I, I think even their home tie. Who is at home first? Is it West Ham at first? Yeah, West, West Ham. Ham. Yeah, so I, I think I think West Ham it would be crucial for them to get the home game to bed, put it to bed. Two 0 is a dangerous scoreline. You know, three 0 they can probably they will sleep easy. But but yeah, I th- I think the momentum's momentum's definitely with them. So West Ham, we think might have enough to get the job done. To, well, this week. Um, the other tie, again, a, a, a sort of glamour tie, if you will. Um, Leipzig versus Rangers. How how do we see this playing out? I, I'm, I'm struggling to call this. Leipzig. Leipzig, what, what just just to win this this in this fixture? I think, I think they'll go through. I think Leipzig will probably beat Rangers tomorrow. Uh, sorry, on Thursday. I think they'll just sneak it 1-0. Um, but I, I, as great as it seems, to see an all-British final, I think Leipzig will have too much quality for them. I think I'm agreeing with Reese. to be perfectly honest. I think Rangers have done well to get where they are, but I feel like Leipzig will just be enough. I think Rangers have that slip-up in them. They're obviously, I don't think they're going to win their league, so Europa is what they want, but I just, yeah... Like you talk about the German league being sort of not competitive. I still think it's better than the Scottish league. Um, 
unfortunately for Rangers, but yeah, I'm going with a Leipzig win. So it's, it's hard to disagree. I think Rangers is it, a massive game now. Like Leipzig, we know they are a level above. They're proving it. They, you know, they're shipping the Champions League, really. Um, I think Rangers would be happy with a sort of one goal deficit losing this week. I think if they can take a one nil, you know, loss or, or a draw in an ideal world to Ibrox with that with that atmosphere, they, they'll they'll believe they've got a chance. And I think they've just got to kind of um, you know inspire the the spirit of that Dortmund win because remember they beat Dortmund, you know, and I, I'd argue you know Dortmund and Leipzig are a similar quality. Um, so don't don't write Rangers off just yet. Don't write them off. Dortmund can't defend. <laughs> yeah, I. I do see, I know you said a 1-0, I do, I do see Rangers getting a goal. I do think they can get a goal up against Leipzig. No, first legs, is it, is it? No, I think, yeah, Leipzig away. Bear I, I in mind, think, yeah. I was going to say. Leipzig, but I think Leipzig will beat them at Ibrox. And just what, well, one point of confidence for Rangers, Leipzig this weekend at home, lost at home to Union Berlin. Now, I saw the stats of the game and, and Leipzig were extremely underwhelming. Barely had any shots. So, again, if, if Rangers are looking at that, I think they'll believe they've, they've got a chance. Okay, so now on to, obviously, the next European one, the Conference League. I think there's two fascinating games in this. We've got to start with Leicester versus Roma and Jose Mourinho back in England. What do you make, Jordan, your old manager? Oh, it's, it's tough to call. I Roma have put in enough big foot performances this season for me to believe they've got a chance. However, defensively, they, they've not been good enough and they have been, you know, leaking goals away. So uh, I'm going to be boring and probably say a draw for this first leg, but I do, I, I'm very, very confident both teams will score. Um, I know we said it before with Leicester um, against PSV and it was like a nil-nil. But nil-nil. I, I'm, I'm struggling to see um, how there's not going to be three, three, four goals in this game. Um, and I actually think this is going to be one of the most you know, tight, tight ties of the week that, that's really hard to call. Yeah, I think a lot of us laughed at the Conference League when it was formed, but the quality of the ties in this semi-final, you know, they're quite... Malfoy, I think I think it's going to get a lot of people interested. I think I think it's going to be close. I, I I agree, John. I think it could be a draw first leg, but I think Roma will go through overall. I think I think we need to accept here that Mourinho he wants to win everything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the Conference League, the Champions League, or you know, Connect to Four. He wants to win it, and that's going to be the mentality he wants to put into his Roma side. And I think that's what's going to get them over this line. They've got some quality players. You know, defensively, they've not been great, but I would argue they've been a lot better the second half of this season than they were the first half. And I think that's getting used to new ideas, new philosophy, new mentality. And I think I think it's where Leicester's luck will run out. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree. And it's because of Mourinho. He wants to be the manager to say, I've won this, tro- I've won every trophy. You've not won this. Yeah. I don't know if he has won Europa. He has, yeah. He right has, with yeah. Porto. They can literally say I've won every sort of trophy where no other manager can. So I think that will be what does it. Now on to the next leg, uh, next tie, sorry. Fadenor versus Marseille. At Fadenor first. 
Third in the league versus second in the league, obviously, in Holland and France. What do you make? I think this is going to be another really tight game. Um, again, Feyenoord, I've been keeping an eye on for sort of Feyenoord and Marseille. Um, they keep winning week in, week out, you know, probably for the last two months. They just seem to keep winning. So, again, I think there will be goals. Um, I'm going to say a draw again. I, I just think it's tight. It's, it's really tight to call that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't look any look into too much about their league positions. I mean, you know, they they should always be around there. I think uh, Fine Order are, are a de- an okay side, but they have this ability to underwhelm, um, especially when it matters. Same could probably go for Marseille, but I think Marseille do have better players. I do think they've got better squad overall, and I'd probably say they've got a better manager. Um, I think Marseille, it will be close, but I think Marseille will nick the first leg. Should we do uh, Should we do a quick score predictor, Jamie? Do you want to kick us off and quick rundown of the games? What, what do you think the score is? Quick fire. All right, then. I'll go with 2-1 City, 2-0 Liverpool, 2-1 West Ham, 3-1 Leipzig, 2-1 Leicester. But I do think Roma would do it in the other leg. And then 1-1 final Marseille. Reese. Reece. I've got Man City 1-0 to win, Liverpool 3-1, uh, West Ham 2 beat Frankfurt in the first leg, 2-1. I think as Rangers are away the first game, I'm not going to be too surprised if they get this on a draw. Um, so I'll say one all there, but I think, like again, Leipzig will, will win overall. I've got Leicester-Roma 1-1, and I've got Marseille to beat final 2-1. So, as you know, I love a 2-1. So, 2-1 uh, Man City for me. 2-1 Liverpool. I think Villarreal will nick a goal. <laughs> uh, at the risk of repeating myself, 2-1 West Ham. I think 3-1 Leipzig. I've changed it. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I think 2-1 Roma. And I think one all Feyenoord and Marseille. So, if, if any of us are right, there will be goals this week. There will be drama. Um, as always that wraps us up for this week let us know your thoughts in the comments give us your score predictions we want to know we love the debate Um, and as always like, comment and subscribe you know the drill here we go